0: Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one delectable page of Talmud every day. And on today's page, kind of a big question. If you go to someone's house for Passover Seder and you eat a piece of matzah, did you really fulfill your obligation to eat matzah? Not so simple, says today's page, because the obligation is to eat a piece of matzah that you own. And if you're just a guest at someone's table, well, technically, it's not your matzah; it's the host's matzah. Should you have some kind of transaction before you begin the meal, in which you buy the matzah, and what are, philosophically speaking, the obligations between hosts and guests in seder's and other large dinners? And to answer this great, intricate question, Rabbeinu Stephanie Botnick joins us today. Hello
1: ill. it's a pleasure and a privilege to be back on you with your other podcast, as opposed to our podcast. I do have to say, <laughs> talking about like host crackers sounds deeply unJewish, but I will allow you to continue. Uh.
0: <laughs> right, today's today's page is all about the host and the cracker, <laughs> uh, and so and so like this raises a good like Talmudic question, right? Do you actually fulfill an obligation if you do not own the matzah? Because if you own something, well, it's yours, and if you're a guest, you didn't buy it. But I think also raises a deeper question, which is one that I, in my curmudgeonly, miserly ways, uh, have frequently kind of thought about, which are really the obligations that you have when you're a host and when you're a guest. Help us out here. What are some of your thoughts? So definitely the page tells us that there is some kind of dynamic here between being someone's host and being someone's guest. How do you see this landscape?
1: When someone is inviting you into their home, they're basically saying this is your home now, right? Like this idea of like, you're coming in, you're going to sit at my table, you're going to eat my food. And that is the point of this, right? I'm going to feed you my food or my, you know, delivery, takeout, whatever it is, uh, or home cooked meal. I think there is an act of caring there, right? You're sort of, you're nourishing someone. It's quite literally this really intimate exchange you're having. And so I don't know. I mean, I think as a host, you have a very almost like maternal, like a parental role of, of caring for this guest, even if you're you know both adults. And as a, as a guest. I
0: should say, by the way, that 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 before we even move on to the guest, I should say that many of the sort of rabbinic masters who interpreted this problem in today's page said something very, very similar. They said, well, no, the understanding is that when you sit down as a guest, you have been given the matzah by your host. The host has bequeathed you the matzah. It goes without saying, because that is what a host does. A host giveth to the guest,
1: And I mean, I would say just as important when you are a guest, you are required to eat that food, right? Like you have entered into a social contract where you are going to someone's house. You are going to drink their wine. Even if you don't like white wine, you're going to like eat the brisket, even if it's a little dry. I mean, you you as a guest have to uphold all of these, these rules, essentially, right? Like you're going to finish your plate, right? Because if you don't, it's rude. You're going to eat that damn matzah because it's part of the Passover mitzvah. I mean, I think that when you engage in these sorts of... um they're not mercenary right but these are dances we do social dances and so i think that the host and the guest both play their own part and the offering of the food, specifically the matzah, right, is an important part, and the the taking and the 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 eating of the matzah is as important for the host as it is for the guest.
0: I mean, what I love about this page today is that it really reminds us of the sort of core dynamic of obligatory uh, mutual relationship between hosts and guests that are, of course, at the heart of the seder, but but really, I think, kind of by extrapolation, at the heart of really every dinner party that all you go year to. round. Now, <laughs> All year round, wherever you may be now, you know, most of us haven't been in dinner parties, I hope, for a long time. But, but Stephanie, in, in the before times, when you would go to parties – is it your impression that guests in particular, hosts too, but I'm more concerned here about guests, observe their sacred duties, that they understand what it means to be a guest? Or do they just kind of sit, plop themselves down on a chair and behave like they would in their own homes, kind of saying, hey, could you cook it any longer? Or I don't like this or mm, I don't just really have to talk because I'm not in the mood.
1: Well, you know, the worst offense I think you can commit as a guest at a dinner party is to assume you're the host right like socially to be too gregarious to to take over the conversation like you are there as a as a team player you let the host shine you do a lot of complimenting and you do not steal the show like i think there are very clear roles here and like maybe this is why no one invites me to dinner parties but it's true (laughs) or comes to my dinner parties more (laughs) more likely but you know we Again, the social contract, like this idea of I'm going to someone's house or like I'm going to a dinner at a restaurant that's for someone's birthday. You, you are not there to steal the show. You are there as a participant, as a supporter, as a patron of this event. Feel very strongly about this.
0: I would say that if that's the first cardinal sin, the second is to not only not steal the show, but have no show. To just sit there and be like, well, I'm quiet and I don't need to talk because I'm not in a mood for it. I'm just a... "Mm."
1: So sometimes you get put in a really bad spot if it's like seated and you're like, oh, this person next to me. But like, you have to soldier on. It is your job to say like, I am, this is a two hour engagement. I can leave at this point, but I need to do my best while I'm there.
0: Amen to that. Stephanie Butnick for helping us marshal our way through this intricate dynamic of host and guest.
1: Eat the matzah, not the host.
0: That's exactly right. Thank you very much. Thank you. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Yomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.